This is In Tune with Your Intuition, a space of discovering all things within the collective healing movement, discussing topics on mindfulness, spirituality, and our connection to the divine, with your hosts, Kelsey Reffitt and Alex Yonushas. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Tune with Your Intuition. It's just me, Alex, today for my very first solo episode, giving you a deeper dive into one of my favorite topics, dreams. Last episode, we kept it pretty light with the topic, but today I'm going to share with you some theories behind dreaming, talk about some sleep disorders that I find extremely interesting, and my favorite subject in the episode, astral projection, which if you don't know, is an out-of-body experience where your spiritual body leaves your physical body during sleep to travel through space and time. Pretty cool. So to dive in, let's talk about the theories behind dreams. Many cultures believe that dreaming has a spiritual significance with stories of dreamers experiencing discussions with energies from other sides, traveling to different dimensions, and even experiencing the future. Some neuroscientists think that dreams can regulate emotions and stimulate creativity, while others argue that the brain uses a function of prediction to create experiences in dream world. I think that concept is pretty cool and makes a lot of sense because we can dream some random stuff sometimes, like flying or abilities that we don't have in our waking world. We obviously see this stuff happening in like TV shows and movies, which is how our subconscious then projects those experiences into our dreams. One thing most people believe about dreams is that we only dream during REM sleep. While that's true to some extent, recent discoveries show that while we might dream the most during REM, we actually dream in stages throughout our sleep. That's why most dreams feel more vivid than most, and some can feel longer or shorter compared to time. Being able to heal in our dream state is another concept that I absolutely love learning about. Our bodies obviously take time during sleep to heal certain aspects of our physical bodies, but have you ever noticed how our dreams can bring up memories, emotions, or even trauma to heal? One person who actually shared a dream with us via social media gave us permission to share a really vulnerable story where trauma from her waking life followed her into her dreams to haunt her even further. This listener shared that this was one of the craziest experiences she's ever had. At about 16 or 17 years old, she had experienced an abusive relationship, which is pretty young for that and super tragic. I cannot believe she experienced this. So this obviously eventually led to an inevitable breakup. And it was such a traumatic experience that their families even got involved. And after the breakup, his family moved them away to just get them all away from each other, Um, which was the last time that she physically saw him. So not shortly after she started having dreams about her and her ex being intimate, which was obviously unwarranted, violating and extremely traumatic to wake up to it like every time that she experienced this. Um, She was starting to realize that her subconscious was resurfacing intimate moments and memories with her ex who severely abused her. And for her, this didn't just happen once. It became a reoccurring dream, which is super interesting because we're all probably asking ourselves if this situation was so traumatic, wouldn't you want to just like suppress that and avoid these painful memories? Well, that's exactly what happens when our subconscious mind is ready to heal from something. So fast forward in her story a little bit of time and just like clockwork, this dream resurfaced, but this time she approached it in a completely different way. 
She became lucid of what was happening in the dream and was able to tell herself that it wasn't actually happening. While gaining consciousness in this dream state, she recognized that she didn't like this experience at all and literally told herself, I don't like this. I want to wake up. Then she immediately woke up and claims to have never experienced the dream again. So in this dream world, during this experience for her that was so traumatic and kept reoccurring, she finally was able to become lucid enough to take her power back to regain control of the situation and give herself what she needed all along, which was to leave and, you know, just get control back of of this entire scenario where she felt like she didn't have that. She took her power back, regained control of the situation, gave herself what she needed, which was to leave, obviously, and healed the part of herself that her subconscious mind was bringing up for a reason. I absolutely love this story of healing from our listener. Most people don't overcome situations like this on their own, let alone at the age she was at at the time. But I give so much credit to her and her subconscious for being able to become conscious in that dream state to reclaim her power and heal from a situation in ways she didn't know she needed. Now, let's talk about sleep disorders. Some common sleep disorders that I find super interesting are insomnia, sleepwalking, night terrors, and sleep paralysis. Stress can increase the chances of these disorders, which I can definitely attest to with experiencing episodes of insomnia. I've had pretty scary experiences of insomnia, which I touched on in last episode, but the experience I want to share with you guys teeters the line of sleep paralysis. I've briefly shared before that I have abilities to connect with the other side, and what I've noticed is that when stress in my waking life isn't a factor to my insomnia, it almost always is a spirit trying to get in contact with me. One time, this experience was so scary that it's stuck with me ever since. It's such a vivid memory for me that while recalling details, I still experience some of the sensations that I had in those moments. At the time, I was working with a family member who had asked me to help her get rid of a pesky spirit that wouldn't leave her and her family alone. And when I tried giving her tips and tricks to do this on her own, I also energetically started working on things on my end. At the time, I was in college and I lived about two hours away, so I couldn't physically help her, but I knew I could try to take what I've learned and apply it to just support her during this time. One night after doing a distance energy clearing on her home, I had tried to fall asleep just like any other normal night. My routine was the same, but I remember feeling this strange energy in my bedroom before I even got into bed. And after a while of trying to fall asleep, I noticed that this energy wasn't leaving. And the more I tried to tap in and tell it to leave, I started to feel more fear, but I also was wondering like, what is this thing that is now attaching itself to me? That's when shit got crazy. Once I connected to it and basically told it to leave my space, it allowed itself to then connect to me. It was like I opened a portal of some sort for this entity to connect with me even further than it had. And while my eyes were fully open, I was laying on my side, my lights were off, and I noticed that this energy was now hovering above me, literally on my ceiling. It was dark, dense, and a very, very scary energy. I immediately became paralyzed in this moment, and it started to get closer to me, and that's when my body went into a full-blown panic attack, but I couldn't move a thing. 
I then felt its energy force on my body, pressing its face into mine. And I must have obviously passed out from fear because I don't remember falling asleep or even what happened after that. And thankfully, my family member did say that afterwards they didn't notice as much spiritual activity in their house, which was amazing to hear, but at the expense of what I had experienced. So let's just say that I take extra precautions when working with spirits now. Astral projection has been documented in several cultures dating back to ancient Egyptian times. Theories suggest our species has practiced astral travel since the beginning of time, so how can we partake in this mystical experience in the modern world? Recognize the obstacles in your way is the first step. For most people, it's probably going to be fear. Fear of leaving our bodies, fear of the unknown, but what's important to remember here is that if you believe that our consciousness isn't tied to our bodies to begin with, then you should have no problem experiencing astral travel. If you're interested in learning how to astral travel, then you'll probably want to make sure your meditation practice is pretty solid. I've read so many articles about how your intention and connection to your spiritual body is one of the most important and oftentimes the first step in accomplishing travel in your sleep. There's a lot of information out there on how to astral project, and one way to do this safely is to connect your energy to certain energetic points and use your chakra system to prevent yourself from having an experience that may be fearful. It's kind of like in those scary movies, Insidious, where the father and son can travel in another dimension but have to find their way back to their body to regain consciousness in the real world. A TV show also that I highly recommend on Netflix is called Behind Her Eyes. This show has so many twists and turns and the ending will literally blow your mind, but just know astral projection is a huge theme of the show. So you may be asking yourself, why would someone want to astral project? It's a way to connect to your spiritual self, connect with the spirits who have passed, connect with spirit guides or angels who may have answers to questions you have about your life. So for me, my intention would definitely be to further explore my soul's abilities to travel, connect with my guides, my past loved ones, and tap into other sources of consciousness. Ever since I started dabbling with psychedelics and pairing it with meditation, my healing journey has grown exponentially, and I know that the journey of self-discovery and soul discovery is limitless. And listen, if you're skeptical, I get it, but think of it this way. The difference between thinking and knowing is based on experience. We don't know things until we experience them. So if you're curious about this stuff and feel like it could be real for you, then you have to try it and be able to know if it's true or not. The other thing I wanted to bring up about astral projection is that it's very different than dreaming, but it almost feels the same. So how do we know the difference when it's happening to us? Well, theories have suggested that astral travel feels a lot like real life. Unlike a dream, when we wake up, we know that we were dreaming. In the astral world, we experience sensations like taste, smell, and touch, which makes it harder when we wake up to recognize if we were even asleep or not. If you want to understand more on the specifics behind astral projection and learn how to do it yourself, we'll link a great podcast below that will provide you with tons of information and I also encourage you to do your own research as well. So I could talk about this subject for hours, but discoveries or lack thereof around dreams and our sleep seem to be similar to space or even the ocean. There's so much unknown and hopefully as technology develops and more people lean into understanding their own dreams, maybe we can one day understand this crazy phenomenon that we experience every night. 
Well, that's all for this episode on dreams. I hope you guys enjoyed it and had fun learning with us. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at in tune with your intuition for episode updates and more spiritual content until next time. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.